Welcome to another episode of Follow the Brand. I am your host, Grant McGaw, CEO of Five Star BDM, a five-star personal branding and business development company. I want to take you on a journey that takes another deep dive into the world of personal branding and business development using compelling personal stories, business conversations, and tips to improve your personal brand. By listening to the Follow the Brand podcast series, you will be able to differentiate yourself from the competition and allow you to build trust with prospective clients and employers. You never get a second chance to make a first impression. Make it one that will set you apart, build trust, and reflect who you are. Developing your five-star personal brand is a great way to demonstrate your skills and knowledge. If you have any questions for me or my guests, please email me at grant.magaw, spelled M-C-G-A-U-G-H, at five star bdm b for brand d for development m for masters.com now let's begin with our next five star episode on follow the brand hello and welcome to the follow brand podcast and tv series here we help you to build a five-star brand that people will follow i am your host grant mcgall and today we have an exceptional guest joining us. Please give a warm welcome to Sydney Wormsby. Sydney is an experienced business executive with over 30 years of demonstrated success in developing and implementing strategic solutions for complex and high-impact situations. This diverse background includes senior executive roles at JP Morgan Chase, Citigroup, PepsiCo, and Entrepreneurial Ventures. As an adjunct professor, he has taught various business courses, giving him a comprehensive understanding of running successful enterprises. Sydney's expertise lies in implementing growth strategies through five key approaches and emphasizing the importance of differentiating brand messaging with a focus on understanding cause and effect relationships, realigning time, and hiring for results. He has driven explosive growth in revenues and profits for numerous organizations. Sydney's passion for guiding the success of women and minority-owned businesses and his dedication to youth development make him a truly inspiring and impactful leader in the business world. Get ready for an enlightening conversation with Sydney Wordsby on how to achieve significant business growth and make a real difference in your industry. So stay tuned for our insightful discussion with Sydney Wordsby on the Follow Brand Podcast, where we are building a five-star brand that you can follow. Welcome, everybody, to the Follow Brand Podcast. You know, I always want to bring some interesting guests. This time, I'm going to bring more than a guest. I'm going to bring a partner. We are partnering. That's me and Sydney Warnsby. We are partnering on an upcoming workshop in which we are going to help entrepreneurs, small business owners, 
understand what they can achieve through the blueprint for business. And that's what we want to talk about, the blueprint to help you when it comes about branding, how to be effective with your branding, how you possibly are leaving money on the table that you may not be aware of because we have some experts in the house who are going to actually talk about that. So first, I'm going to introduce Sydney. We want to get a little bit better understanding of his background. I want you to get a better understanding who Sydney is and why you would spend two hours of your time listening to the both of us for this upcoming workshop. So, Cindy, would, Cindy, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, well, thank you. Good afternoon. Good morning, where folks are coming from and when they're seeing this. But uh, uh, my name is Sydney Wormsby. I'm a business growth and improvement guide. Uh, and I use the phrase guide, not coach or consultant, because I'm more hands-on uh, with the implementation. Uh, rather than just giving suggestions and ideas. So um, that's kind of a little bit about uh, what my role is. Um, I try to interact kind of hip to hip, shoulder to shoulder with business owners, CEOs, founders about how to grow their revenues, how to grow their profits um, by using their time effectively and implementing some very simple strategies in some five key categories or areas that all growth is determined or driven by. Now, this is interesting. Now, we're going to first, of course, people listen now, like, huh, this is interesting. What makes you an expert be able to talk about these particular topics and, and, and be effective in what they're doing? So, take us back a little bit, Sid. Take us back when you were in corporate America and you were doing certain things. Let us know a little bit about your history. So, one of the things I, I tell folks um, all the time, Grant, is one of the things that makes me so unique is the depth and diversity of my background and experiences. And you know, not to um, toot my own horn or to make it sound braggadocious, um, but I have rarely seen anyone with the diversity of background and experiences that I have and what that then allows me to do when I'm working um, on a project with a client. Or when I was, you know, uh, managing in businesses at corporate. So my, you know, early career, I cut my teeth uh, in corporate America, working for Fortune 50 companies um, like uh, International Paper Company, like PepsiCo, like Citigroup, like J.P. Morgan Chase, like Eastman Kodak Company, um, and worked my way through a variety of functions. So my undergrad was mechanical engineering. Uh, so I came out as an engineer working in manufacturing operations, and you know that was my first love. Uh, and first interest within business, manual and ops. Uh, and so um, I was a project engineer doing capital project implementation. Um, I you know, then helped start up and design some manufacturing operations, um, helped uh, divide, well, I went back and got my uh, MBA in operations and human resource management uh, and started working on, with companies or with corporations um, as an in-house consultant, um, you know, startups and manufacturing operations. Um, doing uh, our managing a group from R and D all the way through startup, um, managing a whole uh, a quarter of the division um, in terms of our you know manufacturing ops. Uh, moved on to doing global operations management with uh, Citigroup. Uh, so I've you know managed the operations side at every different level that you can manage. You know from kind of an entry level grunt um, all the way through designing, understanding, improving, starting, turning around. Managing, you know, small plants, 
managing global ops, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, I understood the cost side extremely well, designing as well as, you know, um, managing and, and uh, executing and improving. But then I wanted uh, more customer side experience. So when I was with Eastman Kodak, um, I kind of managed myself out of a position to be able to take on a responsibility as a business development um, a specialist. And then uh, taking a dying product uh, uh, that was important to the division uh, and uh, turning those sales decline trends around um, within a matter of months uh, so that we were growing um, from a, a two-year uh, a period or trend of uh, decline. Um, but wanted then really to combine those two and went into Pepsi or went to Pepsi uh, as a general manager, you know, working on brand management um, as a market manager for their restaurant division and, you know, growing restaurant um, locations from 10 when I took over to over 46, um, you know, in a two and a half year time period. Um, uh, but then wanting international experience, went to Citigroup and to JP Morgan Chase doing new product you know, management, new product entry, uh, new market entry, as well as managing, you know, retail banking businesses. So in each of those, I was given responsibility to either turn something around or to start something up. Um, and gave me an, uh, an opportunity to implement all the kinds of things that I'm going to be talking about in our workshop or that I work with my clients on about these are the things that work. And I've had experience uh, putting those things into place. And I was at some of those you know, larger organizations. And I'm now just bringing that experience uh, to the folks that I work with um, at the entrepreneurial level. This is wonderful. The blueprint for success. This is what we're talking about. We're going to have a two-hour workshop. I'm going to start it off with brand strategy, why that is so important. I find that oftentimes the challenge is in a lot of businesses and, and startups, people are just getting out there and really you know, hitting the pavement. They've got a great idea. But they don't take the time to truly understand the playbook that you need to have, that yep. you have to have a well-crafted strategy so you know how to invest properly and that you can measure you know, your progress effectively and what you're doing. So you don't just start executing. I'm sure you didn't just jump out in all these different organizations that you work with and just started, hey, you know, we're going to grow, you know, 2X in, in X amount of days without having a working plan. Yep. You've been able to do that. So talk to us first about what are the major challenges that you see when you look at small to mid-sized businesses they might be, you know, sub a million dollars in revenue per year. What are you? What are some of the challenges that you typically run across? Well, the first one, and it's interesting uh, that you asked that question first because that's the the, the exact right place to start. Uh, and when we're going to be talking in this workshop, um, we're going to be talking about branding, setting yourself apart. That starts with first understanding who you are. And one of the biggest mistakes that I see people making when they're going to um, go from their side hustle, you know, their gig to really building a business and a company and, and an enterprise um, is that they are a great tactician. Um, they have a good understanding of their technology, whatever that might be, web design, plumbing, uh, construction, uh, you know, uh, you know, craft making, whatever that is. They understand that, but they don't understand the business of business. And so the first thing that they need to do and understand is, well, what is it that makes me unique and good and, and great? And how do I use that to solve the problems of the people that I want to reach? 
and they don't take the time for that. So they don't really understand who are they? Um, you know, what do they do? What do they do that's different from everyone else? Uh, it would be like, uh, I always use the analogy of, you know, you know, in your single days going to a party uh, and wanting to have others pay attention to you uh, and walking into that party and saying, I'm just like everybody else here. No one's going to be interested. Right? So when we talk about branding or market dominating position statements, it's about setting yourself apart, not by being just braggadocious and making claims that aren't true, but really understanding who you are, um, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, what your competitors' strengths and weaknesses are, what your clients or prospects want, what their pain points are, what problem they have that they don't want, or what benefit they want that they don't have. And then saying, okay, if this is what makes me great, here's how I can take what makes me great to help you out of that pain, um, to get you what you want that you don't have, or to get rid of that problem that you have that you don't want. And they're not taking the time to do that, not taking the time to really understand that. And so it makes it hard for them to go out there and communicate effectively with the folks that they're interested in, in reaching for business. So they struggle. Um, how do I get traction? How do I you know, get people interested? Um, how do I get people to notice me? Um, and then often what they end up doing is competing on the me too. Um, I'm saying the same thing everybody else is saying. We've got X number of years experience. Um, you know, uh, our people are the best trained. Um, all those classic phrases that, you know, everybody says you should have in there. It doesn't mean anything to anyone. Um, anybody can say it and anybody will say it, even if it's not true. So how am I separating myself apart? Um, but when you start, you know, really talking about what's important to you, what you do differently, why that will benefit and how that will benefit someone else, it starts helping them to see, ah, this is someone that, you know, I connect with, that I belong to, um, that will be able to, you know, reach what I'm trying to do. Um, and that's what I work with folks on first and foremost. And the, you know, the biggest issue that I see, um, and if you can't solve that, you're not going to solve any of the other real um, you know, technical problems you're going to have with managing a business. That's so important. Got to have the foundation. Yep. You got to yep. understand yep. who you are and where you are in the marketplace. You got to do your market research. You got to understand where you sit in relation to others that are doing something very similar to what you're doing. That's going to help you. That's why I talk about a skills, skills gap analysis or skills gap workshop. We're going to talk about all these different things during our workshop. But it's very, very important. These are the type of things that you don't really see out in the marketplace. And that's what makes our workshop different. You're going to get practical applications. Like, where, is, where do you sit now? And where are you at? What do you need to do to go forward? So, Cindy has a big, bold statement out there. He says, hey, I'm going to help you double your profits with effective branding. And you heard a little bit about that just now. But he has, when you go to his website, he's going to talk about, hey, I can save you $100,000 if you book a meeting with me within 30 to 40 minutes. That's a bold statement. But that has got to come from a level of experience. How do you maintain that type of claim? So it's one of those things. My experiences, um, again, are, are deep and varied. Uh, and I've managed businesses in a lot of industries and segments. And so the claim comes from what I've done in the past um, and understanding, <clears throat> understanding business and the business of business and what makes things work, click, move, um, and what have no impact. 
Um, so there's a, I said I was an engineer by undergrad training. Uh, and there's one of the fundamental laws of nature that I always talk about, you know, these, you know, the, the laws of nature and science that are universal and therefore they work in business, et cetera. And one of those um, uh, first laws of, of uh, physics is that a body at rest stays at rest, a body in motion stays at motion um, at the same speed in the same direction unless acted on by a force, right? That says you're going to keep doing and getting what you're doing and getting unless something else changes. And so I looked at, in all my experiences, what made things change? Um, and uh, I'm a very much of a cause and effect person. Looked at cause and effect. Here's what I'm trying to do and, uh, and achieve. And here's what will cause that to happen. And I put those things in place. And all those experiences started teaching me, here's what makes things move in a business. And here's what has no impact on growth of revenue or growth of profits. And so I focus on those things. And it's really only five things, five categories of activities that are going to move the business, every business, any business, any industry, um, and nothing else. So when people want to start talking to you about some of these other things, they might be important, but they're not going to be important to growth. Um, they might be required from compliance perspective, a legal perspective, a regulatory perspective, but they're not going to help you grow your revenues and profits. And so I work with folks, you know, owners and CEOs on those five things that are going to work on their growth of revenue and profits and to get them to start um, realigning their time and their time commitments to spend more time on those things. So we all hear the phrase, uh, we got to work more on the business than in the business, right? Um, well, what does that mean? Well, that means really shifting your time. Stop working on the things that are maybe important, but not impactful and start working on those things that are impactful. I call it the trivial many versus the critical few. So we get locked into working on that trivial many stuff, uh, the firefight, the rat killing, all that kind of stuff versus the critical few things that are really going to move the business forward. Um, and you know, so that's, that's the difference. That's the distinction. That's why I can make that bold claim because I can say, I know those things. I've had um, experience in uh, implementing those kinds of things. So here's an example. I was with a Fortune 50 company, won't name the name, um, but uh, my responsibility was to take, um, again, a product that was declining over uh, several years. It was two plus years, uh, but it was important into the, to the manufacturing operation because it helped reduce the cost um, because they were shared expen um, uh, fixed overhead, right? Shared fixed overhead. So they were you know, reducing the cost and expenses on some more important, critical kind of leading edge products of the business. And so they needed to keep it on board for a little bit longer, not let it die out. Um, and they asked if I'd be interested in taking on that role, moving from the cost operations side to that. I'm like, absolutely. Um, always great visibility. That's, you know, part of career development. You know, you're going to get eyes on you when you're doing these kinds of tough, tough tasks. And so I took this on. There were only two players in the market. Us, who was a Fortune 50 company, and another Fortune 50 company um, that was actually bigger than us. Um, but each of us shared um, about 50% of the market. Uh, they had slightly more, about uh, 55 to 57% of the market, depending on where you look at. And we had you know, the remaining 45 to 43 to 45. Um, but I looked at, you know, they had a different technology than ours. I looked at what made us unique um, in our technology 
Who did they have that we didn't have as clients and customers? Why were they getting it? I started talking to some of those folks to understand what their pain points were, what they were looking for. And I came out with a product. Um, well, not a product, a variation on the product that just said, we are going to do this um, for the manufacturing process, vary the product slightly. Um, but it was more about messaging, mm-hmm. branding, than the change in the product. It was more about, here's what we can do. Here's how we will do that. Um, and as soon as you know, I, I put that out there, we started getting business and taking market share away from that competitor. Well, what's the first thing they're going to do? They're going to raise, you know, holy heck, I wasn't competing on price, though. I was competing on a, you know, on a value, on, on a, a benefit. Um, so they couldn't simply drop their price. So what they tried to use was uh, their, their equipment, if you switch to their product, you know, then it's going to mess up your equipment. And that's going to be a cost. And we're not going to cover that under our warranty. And da, da, da. So what did I do? I simply said, you know what? We'll back that. We will offer a guarantee. Anything goes wrong, because I knew it was nothing but a bluff on their part, et cetera. But it's getting into those kinds of strategies and approaches that says, here's how we're going to move the business forward, understanding what they want, understanding what they need, understanding what our capabilities are, providing that, but then also providing them assurances. Hey, look, you're okay with me. You're not going to be harmed. And so my bold claim comes with a guarantee as well. My bold claim is, yeah, I'll find any business. $100,000 of improvement or more in 45 minutes or less, guaranteed. What's the guarantee? If I can't do that, um, then I will work for you for free until I can deliver that. When you're working with me as a client, it's the same thing. I have a fee. All of us do. We all need to earn money and make money, right? Um, uh, And our time is valuable. Uh, But my my guarantee is about my fee and the results I'm going to deliver. That if I don't deliver at least two times in benefit what you're paying me as a fee, I will refund that fee or I will work for free until I'm delivering. And again, that's the confidence I have in what I'm able to do um, because I understand my strengths, my weaknesses, um, what people they need and want. They're hiring a consultant for results, not for my time, for results in their business. And so... That's how I make that bold claim. That's how I stand behind that bold claim. But that's also how I can achieve that bold claim because of all the experiences that I've had, um, corporate, but then also as an entrepreneur myself. Um, So I took on, um, I bought a business, um, 15 location restaurant group. uh, That was a turnaround situation uh, in, uh, had had eight years worth of um, declining sales um, uh, and Bare profitability. Um, we had in one year, based on some of the same strategies that I talk about here, one year we had it in pro- positive sales growth, um, doing the specific things that we'll talk about in this workshop. This episode is brought to you by Five Star BDM. Five Star BDM is a professional consulting and advisory group, keenly focused on business development services for small to mid sized businesses and entrepreneurs. Although every business is unique, they often share challenges that can be addressed through smart branding. Services include process improvement and operations, digital strategy and transformation, business intelligence, digital marketing, and personal branding. Our five-star business and personal branding company 
has helped a number of professionals and organizations to optimize and grow. The result is more business, more opportunities, better reach, positive outcomes. Please visit www.5starbdm.com to learn more and view all the episodes of Follow the Brand. This is important. Everything I was thinking about, what question am I going to ask Sydney? And you answered them because people don't want to you know, buy activity. They want to buy results. You, you invest in, in certain things for the result, the transformation that you're going to get out of it. Yes, you need to have trust. Yes, you need to be an authority in what you're doing. And what you just described there was all of that. Why you would want to invest your time and money in working with Sydney and Grant on this particular project. And even moving forward, what is the benefit of, of doing that? And you got to take a look at what you're at. A lot of times what you're dealing with is what we call the status quo, which you kind of eloquently stated, you know, as far as from a, a, a law of science, right? So if you keep, obviously, keep doing what you're doing, you're going to keep getting what you've got. And if that's satisfactory, then that's great. But if you want to scale and you want to grow and you want to actually open up your heart and your mind so you're coachable, and you start to get new information. That's the biggest, biggest thing that's out there right now. You want to know what's more valuable than money? It's data. It's I information. Know. It's intelligence. It's knowledge. Absolutely. So that's what they're tapping in. When they're tapping into Sydney Warnsby, they're tapping into all those years of experience and knowledge and, and doing every aspect of the business cycle that you're going to encounter, I'm sure that you've seen it or you can get the information about it because you know where to go and where to look. Would you say that's a bold statement? Uh, I'd say that's a true statement. And there you go. <laughs> <laughs> now, you can decide whether it's bold or not, but yes, it's a true statement that just says, look, um, I, I, I did two workshops recently. Um, one was on uh, changing your paradigm so you can change your profits, right? So how do you change your, your mindset um, so that you can start, you know, changing, you know, the, your life, your results, et cetera. And one of the things I say in there is, look, you can't um, affect any change until you first use the phrase, that's enough, or I've had enough, um, enough is enough. You know, in any form of that, it's, you have to first say, it's enough. I'm not taking this anymore. This is this has to change, right? Then change will start to happen. Until then, it's like, well, you know, you're given excuses, rationalization, um, justification for why something is the way that it is. But when you say that's enough, I've had it, you know, and this this got to be different. Then you're ready to embark on real change because there's going to be some sacrifices, et cetera, uh, to make. Um, but the other workshop I did was on you know analyzing your P and Ls, analyzing your financial reports, and two simple questions that you can ask to be able to master your, your, your financial reports. But from there, you can start um, uh, understanding the story of your business um, and what's going on within your business to be able to say, and this is what one of the things, again, I'm very good at. That's the analytics, the data, the numbers, et cetera, et cetera, that says, look, I can look at any P&L, any financial reports, and I can tell you what happened last year um, or the last three years, not in terms of John did this, 
but here's what your business was going through. Here's what you did. Here's the decisions that you made because it's all reflected in the numbers. Um, and so whether it's, um, you know, uh, products that have declined in sales while others have gone up, um, you know, that, uh, you know, you'll be able to see if, you know, expenses have gone up, in, you know, in your labor, um, you'll be able to determine what was going on with that. Was it a, um, a yield loss issue, um, a productivity quality issue? Um, you, know, you can decide or determine all those things from the analytics, the analytics of the data. Uh, and so you get attuned and accustomed to being able to know what makes a number go up and what makes a number go up down. Um, and so I can now analyze that information, but I also then can recommend if this number is going down for these reasons, here's the way to make it go one up. Um, because here are the strategies that make that number go up. Nothing else makes that number go up, but these kind of strategies. You can talk about all this other stuff that you want. Only things in this area are going to make that go up. Um, and so, you know, that's, you know, what, you know, uh, uh, you know, folks like you and I are good at and what we're going to be talking about in the workshop, those kinds of ideas, those kinds of, you know, um, information. And, you know, mentioned before about the guarantee. Well, one of the pluses about being at this workshop, it's free, right? So um, they'll be getting a lot of this information at this workshop that, you know, people pay a lot of money to you and me for being yep. able to get. Um, now, we don't give away all of our secret sauce, right? But, um, you know, uh, you, because you also only have two hours and you can only cover so many things. Um, but you're going to get a lot of information at no cost that, you know, some folks will be able to you know, take that and just run, never have to you know, speak with us again. Everyone, though, is going to get some stuff that they can walk away from this you know, session with and immediately put it into impact, put it into place, uh, put it into service um, to move their business forward. So, uh, you know, that's, you know, the other guarantee that I will give folks that says you're at this workshop, you are going to get something because we call it a workshop for a reason. We're not in there. And I've been a professor. I've been an adjunct professor as well. Um, and so I'm not coming to teach and to give a sermon or to give a speech or any of that other kind of stuff. Got plenty of other things that I can do with my time. I'm coming to give information that you will then be able to use and to put into place day one, you know, as soon as you walk out of that, you know, that session, um, you know, to move your business forward. Man, now see, that that's the reason why. That's the great reason why people need to tune into Sydney Warnsby and Brett McGall because you're going to get applied. Now, one thing I tune into, why do I say, well, I'm going to tune into a workshop. I'm going to spend an hour, two hours of my time because I'm going to get applied knowledge. I'm going to get something in my workshop of quivers that I can use to move my business forward. And I go back to what I said a little earlier. I'm going to get good information. I'm going to get good knowledge. I'm going to get a good experience. I'm looking for experiences that resonate with my current state to change a future state. What is that future state? What do I want that to look like? What is the vision that I have? Then how do I bring that vision to life? Now, some of the things that we're going to talk about, I want to ask you this question. Because in a business, we think of the fundamentals, fundamentals of the business, whether it's corporation small business, or even entrepreneur, you still have these functions within the business. Those functions are the operation, the marketing of, of the uh, of product or service, right? There is the finance. What does the finance look like across the, uh, the business? 
right? There's also the personnel. That's the human resources element that's across that uh, organization. And then there's the technology. Mm-hmm. These, all these, these are the core components. There's other things like legal and some other things, but these are the core levers in a business. Would you agree with that? Uh, say that last with the core. Core levers, levers in a business. The levers. So how I would phrase it, um, there are uh, independent variables that drive profit, and then there are enablers of those independent variables. Um, so um, I look at things like accounting finance as an enabler. It doesn't drive sales and profitability, but it enables that by giving you information, data, et cetera, that allows you to understand what happened. HR, you know, in terms of people systems, are enabler. Um, having HR doesn't drive your sales. But it enables your sales because it, you know, provide more uh, capability for your people who will do the things that will drive sales. Um, so um, HR has never gotten one beat. But that's not probably true. Some HR people are going to go, yes, I have. Um, but HR's responsibility isn't to go out and get a lead and bring in a new client. But HR's responsibility is to train and develop people to be able to effectively do that and productively do that and to get some other hurdles out of their way so that they can, you know, do that with, you know, um, high productivity and efficiency uh, in their daily activity. So I would phrase it that way. You know, there are things that are important to the business that are critical. Um, a compliance officer in an investment uh, products business is not going to drive any sales. But you better have some compliance or you can't stay in business, right? So it becomes an enabler that says we're making sure things are, you know, um, flying right uh, and staying straight so that, you know, we don't get uh, um, fined or audited or shut down by the regulators, et cetera, et cetera. So, now, that answer? No, it does. So it teased me up for the next one. Because the one thing I did not mention, I mentioned operation. I mentioned marketing. I mentioned human resources, I mentioned finance, and I mentioned technology. What I did not mention was sales. And understanding that you're as the CEO of your business or your division, your division leader, if you do not have sales, if you're listening to what Sidney just said, he's talking about what's going to drive your profits. Well, sales definitely is going to drive your profit. But how do you do that? It, that's a skill set. How many people go to school like, you know, I'm going to go to school and I'm going to get a degree in salesmanship. I don't I'm not aware of, of, uh, of such a curriculum, but I guarantee you the minute you step onto the court of business, you need to know how to sell. You need yeah. to know. And they call it different things. Business development, which you start. You talked about business development. So when you took on these new roles and you said, hey, I need to take this P&L for where it's at. 2x, 3x to where it's going to go, you had to do that through sales. Would you agree with that? Yes. Um, uh, But at the core of sales, and so I agree 100% with what you said, I just define it sometimes a little different than other people um, and probably a lot more similar to the way you define it as well. Sales isn't, you know, the concept that that slick person pushing you know, something that, you know, nobody wants, you know, but, you know, I'm going to make it look, you know, really appetizing to you, et cetera, et cetera. 
um, sales at the core is a care about the relationship um, uh, of that other individual and helping them to move um, their life, their responsibilities forward. So at the core of that, you know, is relationship management that says, I care about you, Grant. Um, tell me what it is that's important to you. Ah, how can I help you get there? And so every role that I took on started with the same thing. What is it you need from me? Whether I'm working with a Fortune 50 company, or when they say, look, Sydney, we'd like you to start up this new division, or look, we want to give you this role, you know, going into these new markets. I'm starting with everyone with, what is it you need from me? What is it you're trying to accomplish? What is it you're trying, where is it you're trying to get to? Ah, okay. How can I help make that happen? And I go back to the same thing I talked about. What's, you know, my unique strength, uh, way of being and doing things, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, here's how I'm going to be able to do that. I also then took your point about data. I started talking to them about how will you measure success? How will we measure success? What does success look like? Okay, I now have a better idea of really what you're trying to do. Now I can go out and I can build you know, uh, systems, processes, solutions that are going to, to deliver that. But it starts with, do you know what they want? Do you know their pain point? The problem they have that they don't want? The, the benefit that they want that they don't have? Okay, what makes you unique? No, and, uh, and then how do you use that uniqueness to be able to deliver that? Go make that stuff happen. How do you bring others in collaboratively to make, you know, to make that stuff happen? So it's now just working in relationships you know, across the board to be able to achieve these things. Um, and sales is nothing more than that. But um, if you're not doing that, you're not getting sales. Um, and if you're not getting sales, don't have much of a business, right? Oh, 100%. And, and, and I, I, I say this in you know, some of the classes that I teach as well as uh, when I'm doing the workshop on finance, understanding and mastering your financial reports, um, I always ask my students when I'm in, in uh, uh, teaching classes, what's, what's the objective of business? To which almost every one of them says, make money, turn profit, uh, sell stuff, you know, uh, feed my family. I mean, something related to money. Um, to which I always answer, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. And you can see the frustration and the puzzlement on their face, like, what, what, what? And, and then I respond simply. And when I say this and everybody goes, oh, well, yeah, of course. But you know, the response is, no, the objective of business is to meet the need of a customer. That's it. Now, which goes back to what I said before. My first question is, what do you need from me? What, yes. what is your problem? You know, what are you trying to accomplish? I want to understand your need. If I understand your need, I first know whether I can do that or not. That ain't me. I, I'm not capable of that. And I don't want you to think that I am and I can't provide or can't pre perform, et cetera, et cetera. Or if I'm going to take it on, I need to understand clearly what that thing is. Now, it doesn't mean sales aren't important. We just talked about that. Sales are. It doesn't mean profit's not important. But here's what the way that I use sales and profit. Sales are a measure of how well we're meeting that need. Profit is a measure of how long we'll be able to meet that need. So sales are, look, if I'm doing this right, if I meet your need properly and the needs of the market I'm, that I'm delivering, my sales are going to go up. Why? Because more people want me. More people will charge or will pay a higher price for the thing I'm doing because I do it better than everyone else. Um, so uh, I'll be able to you know, keep growing. 
my revenue. Not because that was my objective, but because that's the natural outcome of doing my objective. Um, Profit, how much of that money flows through, says how long can I do this? And for how many more people can I help? Because if I'm not letting it flow through the bottom line, then I'm out of business. That's a cash flow issue, right? Where I, most businesses fail. And then I, even though I was doing a good job at it, I can't do it very long. And now you're upset and you're hurt as a customer because now something that you were getting, you can't get any longer. So profit and sales are important and critical, but as measures of how, uh, of how well you're doing in your job, um, and as a measure of how long you'll be able to do that for how many more people you can help. And we need to keep that in perspective. No, you said, I'm so glad you said that. I am so, you, we have to change this paradigm of the salesperson. I don't even, I don't even like you, you use that word anymore. You're a consultant now. So what does that mean? That means you're the subject matter expert. You know, what does that mean? You're the thought leader. What does that mean? So as you begin to understand why this person is, uh, is working with you, and you say, this person is here to help me. I am here to help. I've been doing business development, account management for 25, 30 years from technology perspective, right? And then you just eloquently stated exactly what my role, what my job is. My job is to solve a business problem. If you have that particular problem, then I can help you solve it. And this is what we're doing right here, right now. You look at Blueprint for Success. You know, how to effectively you know, double your profits through branding. You know, if, if that is your problem, if that is a core business problem or something that you're struggling with, you're going to get a lot out of this workshop. We're going to show you ways that you can begin to look at this particular problem, that you can apply different formulas, techniques, and skills. They're going to get you to that next level. And then you'll, you'll, you'll understand the value that we're bringing, that we can take you from a plane of that's your investment with. And everybody has an investment. You have to understand, if you're going to invest two hours of time with us, how much is that time? What is your time worth? You currently assess that. So then when you start engaging us more as we go forward, and you, you, you go ahead and contract with us for our services, you begin to understand the value, right? So if I invest X dollars, I'm going to get X results out of this. That is the nature of it. You're going to get more by investing with us than you did without. And that's a great point there, Grant, that just says, look, if you know what your time is worth in terms of cost and how you're um, allocating that cost to your business, then you'll be very, um, it'll be very easy and quick for you to be able to say, what did I get out of that workshop? What did I implement? And what did I gain from that as a benefit? And you'll be able to see, again, from the things that we're going to talk about at the workshop, they're, you know, very tangible, tactical things that, you know, they'll be able to implement on branding um, and setting themselves apart on growth strategies and being able to, you know, uh, increase revenues and profits that they'll be able to very quickly see, oh, wow, I got how many thousands of dollars in you know, revenue or profit from, you know, just this one idea and it cost me two hours for that. Um, it's a it's a trade that most folks would make you know over and over and over again, um, and why we do this kind of you know thing that we want to help and support folks who are trying to build their business, um, give them some ideas about that for some folks um, you know that will want to work with us you know closer you know for a longer period of time. Happy to do that, um, but this isn't uh, 
you know, uh, at least from, from my perspective, I don't do the workshop to sell stuff. And I will never make a pitch in one of my workshops to sell anything. Um, uh, it's about giving information uh, and it's about, you know, making connections, et cetera. So, um, you know, folks don't have to worry about, you know, oh, if I go, they're going to be trying to sell me a timeshare in Hawaii. or that. No, that's not that's not the objective of this. Um, and again, you will make choices that are good for you um, because they're good for you. Meaning if you decide you want to work with someone because you like their approach and what they have to offer, et cetera, you'll make that determination decision. But we are doing this to make sure that we're offering something of value and support for um, uh, CEOs, uh, business entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, um, uh, founders, et cetera, out there to help them move along you know, in achieving their goals and objectives. And in saying that, I want everyone that's looking at, hey, right now you should be looking at Eventbrite, you should be looking for a blueprint for success, right? I want you to look at that. It's going to be June 17th. It's going to be 11 a.m. That's Eastern time to 1 p.m. Eastern time, two-hour block. I want you to look for that. But more importantly, understand this. You have to put skin in the game. What is your skin in the game? You're going to be doing the work. We're going to be sending out information for you take a look at, to find answers about, to bring to the table as we have engaging discussion. So when you leave the table and you start looking at barometer of where I was before I engaged with this workshop and where I was afterward, and then after, even after that, as you apply all the different knowledge that you've got, this is the thing that I always look at when I go to workshop. Am I still applying the information today? And I've gone to a lot of workshops years ago and i'm still applying the information and knowledge that i got from that workshop and that's what we want to bring to you any last words sydney uh, a, a couple that that's a great point about the how to apply one of the things i used to do when uh, i had a staff that worked for me and they wanted to go to a workshop my requirement was you need to give me three ways that you're going to implement that in your daily responsibilities when you get back i wanted to make sure they had thought about that beforehand so to the point you're making, look, this is why it's also important for people to register early now, right away, because we're going to be sending out that information to people to say, look, start looking at these issues, these questions within your business so that you come prepared so that you, you've already taken a look at that. You register the last day because oh, I want to see when then you're going to get that. and You're not going to be able to do the pre-work. Um, and so some of the stuff that we're going to be doing then in the, in the workshop with our workbooks you're going to be like, well, I didn't think about that. I don't know. Let me try and figure it out now. So sign up, register now. The other thing, just as a, a um, an add-on, when they go to Eventbrite, it's Blueprint for Success, How to Double Your Profits by uh, Effective Brand Strategy, right? Um, that second piece is important because there are a couple other blueprint kind of titles, and we don't want people to get uh, on Eventbrite. We don't want people to, to, to get confused and sign up for the wrong one, et cetera. So make sure it's Blueprint for Success, how to double your profits through effective uh, branding strategy. So That's right. Uh, that's right. That's right. That's right. So, boy, you'll see my face. You'll see Sydney's face. You're going to know you're at the right, right spot. So before we go, we want to make sure, number one, if you're on LinkedIn, just type in exactly what. What Sydney just said, Blueprint for Success will pop up, I guarantee you, on, on LinkedIn. 
And then if you do it, the same thing on a bit, right? You put in the entire title that Sadie just said, and it's going to pop up and you'll be able to register. But make sure you register because if you don't register, you will not get privy to the pre-work that is going to come up. So, Sydney, besides that, if they need to get in touch with you right now, what is the best possible way? Uh, the best possible way is uh, through uh, my website, which is solutionswithresults.com. Solutions, period, or plural, withresultsplural.com. Um, on there is all of my contact info, my email address, my phone number, et cetera. Um, uh, so, you know, it's easier enough for them to remember that piece and not have to, you know, jot down everything uh, quickly. Um, uh, and let's said, love to hear from you. Love to see you at the workshop. Uh, and for those of you who are going to register, don't be selfish. If you know good folks, friends, family members, um, cousins, uh, neighbors, et cetera, who also are you know, starting their business, um, have a business that you think this would be effective for. Pass the information on to them as well. Um, I, I, I think you will be pleased and they will be pleased that you let them know about this um, in terms of what they're going to get out. So looking forward to seeing everybody June 17th at 11 a.m. Um, you know, uh, uh, virtual for free. Oh, yeah. And this is 2023 because I guarantee you people next year and the year after will see this video and they'll be like, wow, <laughs> at least you, you signed it up. The okay. other quick thing, this is very, very important. You will only get the replay of the workshop if you have attended. So if you have not attended, you're not going to get it. There, there's no further information out there for you. So very, very important to be in attendance. And everyone that's listening to the broadcast today, you can reach me at 5 BDM. That is B for brand, D for development, and for masters.com. This has been wonderful. Thank you. And I will see you soon, Mr. Warnsby.